Welcome to China Manufacturing Decoded from Sophist, the podcast where we take you through the major news and topics facing importers and manufacturers in China and Asia today. We are doing another bonus podcast episode today, and we're going to cover the rapidly deteriorating situation in China with the COVID outbreaks multiplying in, in different cities. So I, I wrote a few articles over the past few days on these topics, but let's see. So today is Monday, the 14th of March, and there is a lot of uncertainty about exactly what the situation is in South China, because If you've been following the news closely, I think it was three or four top officials about uh, the Public Security Bureau, which means the police and 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 and, and the local governments from different cities in Guangdong have been fired very publicly and reprimanded. So uh, basically, there's a good chance that they misreported the numbers and tried to keep things going. I think there was a big exhibition in um, in Shenzhen, I think it was, or in Dongguan last week, and tried to um, try to keep business as normal as much as possible. And they might have been a bit too optimistic, <laughs> and the numbers multiplied. And then when when Beijing understood the extent of the problem and the lack of diligent enforcement is sacked these these four officials so we don't really know what the situation really is what we know for a fact is that yesterday night sunday night china decided to impose a strict lockdown on shenzhen so shenzhen is a city of 17 million people <laughs> which is home to a lot of service industries and and r&d and so on but also massive massive uh, manufacturing, including a lot of consumer electronics. So yes, the enormous Foxconn campus is shut down as well as a number of other ones. And this is obviously impacting a, a number of top electronic brands, including Apple. Now, that's Shenzhen. So what does it mean, a lockdown in Shenzhen? It means there's no metro, there's no bus. People have to stay home and work from home. And the factories, pretty much all the factories have to close. Now, this is something that is not exactly clear. It seems like all non-essential factories are closed, but I, I, I heard sort of um, uh, contradictory uh, information about that. All right. And this is going to be for one week. I, I, I want to say to start with, well, we'll see. But probably some of the districts will be reopened and maybe some of them where there are still cases will keep um, being locked down and, and, and keep being tested. You know, all the people get tested every day or every two days. That's what that's what they do in this case. And so far it has proven effective. At this time, there is a lot of doubt because the numbers have never been so high, at least since um, March of 2020. 
And now this this is Omicron, which is much more contagious. So there's a lot of doubts, a lot of discussions among everybody, you know, can they really keep this COVID-0 or whatever, uh, dynamic, what is it they call it? Dynamic clearing, <laughs> dynamic clearing policy with a zero objective. Can they really keep that in place? There's a lot of doubts. So what, what, what happened in South China? I'll get to uh, more of the north of China later. But what happened in the south of China is that Hong Kong is, has been in a tough position for more than a month now with very high infection rates and also very high death rates. And, well, the very high death rates are in part because a lot of people in Hong Kong do not declare to the government that they are sick because they are afraid of being put in uh, in isolation in some how to call that, um, uh, quickly and cheaply built um, camps that are far from comfortable and even a bit um, uh, unhygienic because the in some of them there, there were reported cases of toilet water, uh, you know, dirty water coming back up from the toilet and things like that. Anyway, people in Hong Kong don't want to be sent over there. So the numbers of cases are actually higher than what's reported. And anyway, it's in the tens of thousands per day, the tens of thousands per day. <laughs> and well, China now officially is at what? Two, 3,000, maybe 4,000 per day. That's what's reported. So it's much lower. Now, what happened is that people crossed the border from Hong Kong to Shenzhen. They went into quarantine hotels. And of course, this Omicron variant is so contagious that it spread. It simply spread from people who did not have a symptom and tested negative but, and, and went into quarantine in Shenzhen. These people developed uh, the, 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 the infection and infected other people uh, around them. Maybe some other people who were getting out of quarantine and maybe were in, in uh, nearby rooms, maybe the staff. I don't know exactly. But the fact is that everybody in Shenzhen says, oh, this is from Hong Kong, this is from Hong Kong. <laughs> All right. So whatever the origin, Shenzhen is, is, is now subject to very strong restrictions. And what, what are the next cities to fall? Right? It's, like, it's really like dominoes. The cities nearby will be impacted. And obviously people are looking at Dongguan and more and more towns of Dongguan are under strict restrictions and, and actually pretty much a real lockdown. So just today as I'm speaking, um, I read that some of the towns such as Changping and a few others got locked down. The decision was announced today. And there will be there will be others, probably. So more and more of Dongguan is being locked down, but it's not a general lockdown. Same thing in another city close to Shenzhen, uh, Zhongshan. And it's on the other side of the delta, but really getting from Shenzhen to Zhongshan these days is relatively quick. It is, it is a nearby city. And some parts of Zhongshan have been locked down already and and probably more would be locked down and it might be a, a general lockdown like in Shenzhen. Who knows? So we're obviously watching this very carefully uh, because our teams are in contact with, uh, with the factories and checking what the local governments say 
uh, every day because simply because we have to go to these cities for audits and inspections and so on. All right. So where is this going? Uh, well, there's several scenarios, right? Scenario number one is that they contain this problem. They um, they test everybody like they've like they've done, for example, in, in um, like they did in Suzhou uh, last week in the Suzhou Singapore Industrial Park. Uh, everybody was uh, locked down and tested like every day, and then after a while, they they open it up because they say, okay, we isolated the cases, and and now um, everybody's safe. It seems right. So that's scenario one. But again. Just because there's so many cases now out there, now it's not a it's not a matter of three cases or five cases or ten cases. It's hundreds of cases here and hundreds of cases there. I'm, yeah, I'm not very optimistic. I'm not sure scenario one is what's going to to happen. So scenario two might be a long drawn out battle against uh, against these outbreaks they will lock down entire cities then they will they will unlock certain districts and keep certain other districts locked and they will they will adapt in function of um, of of what they will find and that can keep going for a long time it can go for a long time and what is the impact on manufacturing in this case well when they do a very strict lockdown like Shenzhen, pretty much all the factories are closed and that's it, right? And and obviously it impacts the the, the, the cities nearby because very often some components come from the next city, right? So if you have a uh, an assembly factory and maybe they do assembly and I don't know injection molding uh, of, of of the plastic parts, but then you um, did this. This uh, assembly factory might source some cables or some electronic components or whatever from uh, from Shenzhen, right? And if they don't have that in stock, well, that's it. They have to wait until the Shenzhen factory reopens. So it does impact, of course, a lot of factories in Huizhou, in Dongguan, in Zhongshan, in Foshan, and so on. Um, and what I was saying is that in scenario two, well, the strict lockdowns has pretty obvious impact. Now, um, when it's not a strict lockdown, let's say like it's in um, in the area where we are in Dongguan, in, in Chang'an, there is no lockdown there. However, however, if one of our staff there has gone to a factory where later they find out, oh, there was a case. So we're not really sure that our staff was in contact with the, the person who uh, who was infected, but, you know, it's... Um, it, it's near contact. In that case, if that employee of ours comes back to our facility, then our facility might have to be locked down itself for 14 days. And the people, uh, all, all the staff basically has to stay there and, and sleep there. Or they might have to be brought to another uh, area for isolation. In any case, well, if they're brought um, off-site to another place, obviously production has to stop, um, right? If they can stay there, there is a possibility that production can keep going. But again, if there's no components coming in because nothing is allowed to be delivered, 
um, there's not going to be a lot of production for which we have everything already in stock. Um, and, 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 and there's a chance, there's a good chance that anyway, the government will say, well, everybody stays here and no, you cannot do production. Uh, and, and that's it, right? So this is kind of unpredictable. So when there are a few cases here and a few cases there, people are very, very careful about visitors to factories. And our auditors and inspectors are not welcome everywhere for, for that reason. And, and and then, yeah, if you're not lucky, the factory is going to be closed, even though they're not in a place in an area that is locked down. That is the, um, <laughs> the sad truth. That's that's the risk. That's the risk. All right. And then, yeah, scenario three is that they actually see that they're losing the battle and then they change their policy. However, when the Chinese government has been saying something to its population for a certain time, it will take maybe the same amount of time or maybe half of that time to um, to change their, um, their their take on that issue. And, you know, it, w- it will take some time before they say the opposite. So if they've been saying, look, we are a very responsible and um, well-organized country. We know what we're doing. See how we can keep this COVID issue uh, under control. Look at the United States. Look at Europe. Look at all these other countries. It's a mess, and and that's really a sign that our government is uh, is very well run and so on. And yeah, that you know that that's been true, but. Are they going to just let the virus go through the country? Really, it is. I don't, I don't think it's gonna it's gonna happen in the first half of 2022. Nobody really knows. Obviously, no, nobody knows. So, a lot of uncertainty. Now, I've been talking about Shenzhen, Dongguan, Zhongshan. You might have heard also that some other places have serious issues. For example, Shanghai. So, Shanghai, they call it a lockdown. It's not exactly a lockdown like in Shenzhen. It's much more lax. People are people are still uh, going to the office and so on. I, I I don't know why they call it a lockdown. Anyway, um, let, let's say that there are more restrictions and there might be more much more severe restrictions to come soon. It is also an enormous city, extremely well connected, so it might be difficult to to keep the virus in check. Qingdao, yeah, we've had some some issues this morning with factories in Qingdao canceling some uh, some visits. It seems like they have some severe restrictions up there. Changchun and and uh, the, that uh, Jilin province in general has a large number of cases, more than a thousand, and Changchun is is home to a, a very large. Volkswagen complex up there, and obviously there's there's a lot of uh, automotive parts suppliers just next by, ready to deliver their their parts to to Volkswagen. So this and and there's a lot of other industry as well, but we don't talk about it that much in the news because it's not consumer goods sold, um, you know, sold in 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 the US or in Europe. But it, there is a lockdown up there. In, in that city of Changchun. And, um, well, <laughs> I, I, I don't have much information about it. I don't know how, 
how strict or how relaxed it is. If it's more like Shenzhen or more like, more like Shanghai. Now, what does that mean for importers apart from, oop, my my factory might close, right? Might have to close for a couple of weeks or maybe more. Well, that 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 obviously is a very serious issue. But this can lead to other issues as well. What is the impact on logistics, right? So we have this problem plus the Russia sanctions um, and, and all together, it is going to make things more complicated for, sh- for, for shipping products around. Now, why is that? Okay, let's look at Shenzhen, for example. If you had a factory in, in Shenzhen or Dongguan or Huizhou, it could ship to you, you know, uh, packages by courier or, or, or air cargo through the Shenzhen airport or through the Hong Kong airport relatively easily. Now, that has become much, much harder. Sending packages to Hong Kong now takes much longer and there's a lot of uncertainty. Okay, this has delayed a lot of, uh, a lot of, a lot of air cargo as well. Shenzhen Airport, well, there's much, much fewer flights than before. Much, much, much fewer than, you know, two months ago. So, of course, that means less space for cargo uh, less cargo taken out of that airport, all right? So what happens when manufacturers need to ship their goods that, you know, and some of these goods might have gone by, by air and now it's going to go by sea. Well, that extra, that's extra demand on sea. Uh, and, and it's people who are willing to pay the top price to get it sent right away. You know, that's the effect of canceled flights. Now, I was talking about the sanctions on the Federation of Russia. Well, Russia just <laughs> closed their airspace, right? Not just closed, a few a few days ago, maybe a week ago already. So if you were shipping to Europe from China, the flights typically go above Russia. If they cannot go above Russia, well what's going to happen is going to make for longer flights, significantly longer hours, you know, that it adds hours of flight. So that adds costs to the logistical fee, but also it disrupts the flight routes. And it's going to take some time before they sort of reorganized, you know, in, in a way that that is relatively efficient. I was looking at a an update from DHL of, uh, let me see, it was released on Friday. And then they said, okay, there's adjustments to our services. It's going to take much longer to deliver products from um, from China to everywhere, right? And the worst was from South China to Europe region. They said it's going to take between three and 10 days longer than usual. Well, why is that? Hey, because if you don't, yeah, if you don't go over... Uh, over Russia, and everything is everything is messed up. They they need to reorganize. But if, uh, actually, even to Australia, I was looking at that. Okay, it's not only an issue about about Russia because sending, let's say, from uh, from Beijing to uh, to Australia takes two to six days extra, right? Uh, above the the usual usual timing. Again, 
the whole system is sort of a upset and needs to be reorganized. I, I, that, that's the way I understand it. And I was saying that these longer flight routes add to the cost of sending packages or, or, or cargo by air. Well, what about oil price? Obviously, there's extra extra cost. Your freight forwarder will tell you that there are extra fees simply because the, the cost of the barrel of oil is going up to the levels where it was around 2014 and and even higher actually so um you know after after being very low in 2020 right so all of this is is adding up and adding up and oh there's also an, another factor that i forget more and more trains have been going from china to Europe, through uh, Central Asia and uh, Eastern Europe and so on. And if they can't go through Ukraine or Russia, well, they're not going, they're not going to Europe. So that is basically gone. That capacity is removed from the market. So again, that's extra demand for sea shipping, right? Uh, Much fewer planes, no more trains. All of this is going to to be shipped in containers and let's see now if in Shenzhen in Ningbo in in Shanghai in Qingdao in Xiamen in any of these major ports in Tianjin and and others if there are again COVID cases in 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 some of the terminals of these mega ports again China is going to basically lock down the terminal like like they did in Yantian, and then later as as, as they did in Ningbo, and that had a, a big impact. That created a lot of a, a logjam of of containers that could not be shipped out, and of ships that had to wait offshore. You know, uh, not able to come to the port right away. They were sort of in quarantine. Anyway, that added to. I did a lot of inefficiency to the whole sea shipping system. And we might see that come again, uh, maybe with a vengeance, maybe even worse. So let's see. All of that to say that we are going through very turbulent times, very uncertain times. And a lot of our clients were asking for... um, for, for information over the past few days. So that's why we uh, we wrote several articles on this and we're doing this little bonus podcast. So I hope it's helpful. You will hear from us as usual on Friday in the next podcast episode. Thank you. Thanks again for listening to this podcast brought to you by the Sophie's Group. We're on a mission to provide you with everything you need to manufacture effectively in Asia, including inspections, auditing, new product development support, contract manufacturing, 3PL warehousing and fulfillment, and much, much more across Asia's key manufacturing areas. Visit us at sofeast.com, that's S-O-F-E-A-S-T dot com, to learn more and get help. If you've enjoyed the podcast today, please do rate, review and share, because it will really help others discover us too.